This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of some of our differences will often show us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Our guest today and his team are changing lives one word at a time. Austin Dixon is the Executive Director of Literacy Action. And coming up on Thursday, September 22nd, the organization is hosting an event called Spellibration. I'm told it's an awesome evening of networking with some of Atlanta's top companies, community leaders, and literacy advocates. So, Austin, thanks for coming by, and I'm going to join you guys on, on the 22nd and happy and thankful for the invitation. But for members of our audience who might be unfamiliar with Literacy Action, who are you? Literacy Action is the oldest and largest adult literacy nonprofit in the Southeast. Our mission is to teach literacy life and work skills to undereducated adults. Basically what that means is we teach reading and writing, math, GED prep, English for non-native English speakers, and citizenship classes for adults helping folks who are undereducated move forward in life. Talk to us about the impact that Literacy Action has in our community. I mean, how many customers or clients are you guys serving every year? Literacy Action serves around 2,000 adult learners every year. We have a variety of classes at different levels of reading and writing, different levels of mathematics. A lot of people don't realize we teach health literacy, financial literacy, digital literacy, lots of different electives to help people get the education they need. Is there a cost for the services your organization provides? Everything we offer is free of charge. We have 21 locations all over Atlanta, so we're really easy to access. We have a main office in downtown Decatur and downtown Atlanta, but a lot of people don't realize that Literacy Action teaches classes every night of the week at 11 different libraries throughout the region. We're also in public schools, boys and girls clubs, and some other social service agencies. Beyond that, how do people find you? Our largest referral source is word of mouth. Literacy Action has been around for 48 years, so uh, our organization is on the tip of the tongue of a lot of social workers in town, most social service agencies. Um, we also have longstanding relationships with Fulton County Drug Court as well as DeKalb County government. So we get referrals from the justice system, from folks who um, have a commuted sentence or folks that are coming and being returning citizens from prison that might need that GED to move forward in life. It is September, and I know that this is National Literacy Awareness Month. Let us know why that's important. Most people don't realize that there are 33 million adults in America that have low literacy skills. In Atlanta, in our region, there's about 800,000 adults that are low literate. That's about 20 to 22 percent of our population in the region, which tracks very closely with our poverty levels. Um, so uh, low literacy and poverty are connected. Um, and a lot of people don't realize the impact of low literacy in our community, that parents are disconnected from their kids' schools, that uh, immigrants to this country don't speak the language and are disconnected from their communities, but also that folks aren't able to fill out that job application. Paul Bolster, who's the CEO of Georgia Power, said at a meeting recently that 50% of Georgia Power applicants can't fill out the job application because they can't read. So we have a crisis, frankly, in our state where we have 1.2 million Georgians over 25 that don't have a high school degree. 
and we really need to help these folks upgrade their education and get connected to the economy, but more importantly, to their family and to their community through education. Austin, explain to us a little more about what is meant when you use the term low literacy. Low literacy is, um, well, a a better way to understand it is to understand literacy is really about uh, functionality and navigation of the world. So someone who is low literate um, doesn't, we use the word low literate and not illiterate. Illiterate has the connotation that folks can't read or maybe more that people don't know anything. What I like to say to folks is that our students at Literacy Action are the smartest people on the planet. Because if you can't read very well and you're 40 years old and have navigated this world, then you have a level of intelligence that I certainly haven't accessed in my life. But practically speaking at Literacy Action, low literacy means that adults are reading and writing on a third grade level when they come to Literacy Action. Um, And what that means practically is that most of our adult learners, when they come into the program, struggle to read a paragraph um, and also can't multiply or divide. So if you imagine um, what it would be like to balance a checkbook or to review a credit application or apply for a home mortgage and you struggle with multiplication or division, that's going to be a really hard task to accomplish. So low literacy is in one sense about skill sets uh, and academic knowledge, but on the other hand, low literacy is really about functionality and what you're able to do in life. And so our goal, firstly, is to help folks build education. But secondly, we're really trying to help folks um, get connected to the world more so they can do the things that they need to do in life to be successful. Beyond some of the returning citizens and some of the people who are here for whom English is a second language, it sounds to me as if the the clients that you all are serving are quite diverse. It's not just probably what some folks might think when you say, oh, yes, so-and-so is taking a, a class at Literacy Action. Sixty percent of our student body currently is African-American. Thirty-five um, percent um, is Hispanic. And then 5% are all other races and nationalities. A lot, what a lot of people don't realize is the diversity within those groups. So uh, we have folks who dropped out of high school and are 21 and working on that GED. We've got folks in their 30s that uh, have just gotten out of a stint in prison need to get that GED. We've got folks that had, may have withdrawn from high school because mom was sick and raise younger siblings, and now they're in their 30s and want to get that GED to go to Georgia Perimeter. A lot of people don't realize that we have 37 countries in our student body. So we have folks literally from all over the world at Literacy Action, from Russia to Brazil to Bangladesh. We have a lot of immigrants from Africa in our program, folks from Somalia, um, folks from Ethiopia, Mauritania. Uh, We have women that have experienced slavery in other countries who have uh, fortunately gotten the proper paperwork and documentation to come escape their conditions and come to the United States, and they don't have an education in their home country or in their home language. So literacy action is literacy, literally helping people put their lives together who are new to America and have seen things we've never seen. But yeah, absolutely, uh, we have a very diverse student body, and a lot of people think um, that, you know, our folks are people that dropped out of high school and, you know, maybe they don't deserve that second chance. But what a lot of people don't realize is um, the vast diversity of people 
that need to get that education. There's innumerable reasons why people didn't get that high school degree. Once someone has completed one of the classes, the courses that are offered at Literacy Action, you say that helps them connect and live better in our community, earn money, contribute to society. It has to be quite rewarding when folks come through and then perhaps come back and say, I did this, I did that, all because of what happened here. Absolutely. That's why I get up every day. It's amazing to see the transformation of lives at Literacy Action. One of the things I like to share with folks is that literacy is one of those services that when you provide it to someone, you literally change the trajectory of someone's life, meaning that they go from moving in one direction to moving in a completely different direction with the gift of education. Um, recently, we've had a student come back, and she initially came to Literacy Action with the dream of being in the Air Force. And now that she's got her high school degree, she is enrolled at Georgia Perimeter, uh, hopefully transferring to Spelman soon, and is going to move on to hopefully get into the Air Force one day. So we take somebody that um, didn't have the most basic education, and we are now um, moving them to the heights of success in our country, and, and that, that's really meaningful. Um, but it's not always about college. Some folks have goals simply to get um, a pay raise. Uh, we A lot of people don't realize that a lot of folks at Literacy Action already have jobs. A lot of folks that work at hospitals, a lot of folks that make up our hotel room beds when we uh, sleep in them every night, and those folks also are trying to advance their education. So what's inspiring to me is not only what we can help folks achieve, but it's really inspiring to see people come with their work attire. They've worked all night cleaning hotel rooms or cleaning bathrooms at a large corporate office building, and then they come to Literacy Action at 8 a.m. to work on their reading skills to, to get that next pay raise. That's really meaningful work. How did you get involved in the organization? I started at Literacy Action in 2012. My background has been in nonprofits. I used to work for the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. Uh, I often joke that I used to give away money, and now I ask for money. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm really passionate about education. I um, am a, also a part-time philosophy professor at Clayton State, and I've been doing that for nine years now. And um, So I have a personal passion uh, for education and also for poverty. And my entire career has been focused on addressing poverty and its, its many iterations. And so for me, uh, the confluence of education and poverty work is literacy action. A lot of people don't realize that we're an educational institution, but we're really addressing root causes of poverty in our region. You said that in addition to helping people improve their reading skills, that there are also courses taught in digital literacy, financial literacy, health literacy. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Recently, Google invested uh, in Literacy Action for a two-year project um, to do digital literacy, not only to enhance the digital courses that we offer at Literacy Action, but to get Literacy Action out into communities running digital literacy classes. A lot of people don't realize that digital literacy is not necessarily how to use a computer, but how to use technology to access the world. And so everybody has a smartphone these days, literally everybody. So how do you use the smartphone to apply for a job or refill a prescription or check in on your child's homework? Um, 
the use of digital technologies is literally life-changing regardless of academic, um, socio socioeconomic level or academic level. So um, digital literacy classes are really important and a new initiative at Literacy Action with the help of some big tech companies. Also, we understand that financial literacy is really important. So a lot of our classes, particularly in math, but also reading, are infused with um, financial literacy components, but we also have standalone financial literacy opportunities for folks to work on basic concepts like interest and credit and stuff like that. Um, you know, financial literacy is something that we bump up against on a daily basis, and it's really important. We also have health literacy classes because most of our population is disconnected from healthcare systems or have been historically. Um, and also disconnected from services that one gets when you are connected to healthcare services. So, for example, on a regular basis, we have, with in partnership with Prevent Blindness Georgia, free eyeglass clinics. You can't read if you can't see. So, we have uh, ophthalmologists and optometrists that come in um, and assess all of our students, and everyone who needs them gets free prescription glasses. We do that on a regular basis. The American Heart Association comes in and does heart workshops for women. Um, so health literacy is really understanding all there is to know about health literacy. A lot of us define health literacy as what's on WebMD on our phone. Um, and although <laughs> WebMD is, is a great resource, it personally makes me very anxious when I read all that can go wrong. This is very true. <laughs> but... Um, you know, health literacy, I think, is really important for our, our students as well. And we connect it directly back to the ability to read, write, and understand mathematics. With all the courses that are being taught at Literacy Action in these various disciplines, uh, help us to understand the ratio between uh, the student and the instructor. Are classes large, classes small, opportunity for those students to get the individual attention that somebody might need? Students have different paths at Literacy Action when they enter our program, depending on their educational level, their goals that they want to achieve, and also their own personal schedule. The majority of our work is organized into three 15-week semesters, much like a college or a university. So folks get a schedule of classes that work with their own personal schedule. Uh, they can take reading and writing. They can take mathematics. Um, they could take, uh, as I said, financial or health or some other course. Um, most people don't realize that the GED has science and social studies components, so they might be in a science or social studies class as well. Um, but that schedule dictates what it is that they do in that 15-week period. Um, for some folks, the 15-week semester is not something that works for them, so they might go to one of our classes at a library. None of our classes are more than 18 people. The average number of folks in a class is 12, and every class has an instructor as well as a classroom assistant. All of our classroom assistants are volunteers. Um, and so the classroom assistant role is really to support the instruction of the course. So over the course of a two- or three-hour period, you're going to divide up into group work or maybe do some work on your own. And so a classroom assistant just helps that instructor make sure that everybody gets the care they need academically. At our main locations in Atlanta and Decatur, we also have learning labs that are staffed with volunteers so that students can come in their off time to work on projects or to study on their own as well. 
So as a student is determining his or her path through one of your your course sessions, one of your programs, you test them in advance to assess exactly where they are and where they need to go, where they need to begin? Absolutely. It's called the Test of Adult Basic Education for Native English Speakers, and we use an exam called Best Literacy for Non-Native English Speakers. And both of those exams are um, simple and straightforward. They are not intimidating, um, but they're a way for us to quantify where an adult is academically so that they can place into the proper level class. We have six different levels of reading from folks that can barely read a sentence, which is rare, all the way up to the GED level. A lot of people don't realize that the GED is on the 10th grade level. So GED reading and writing is quite complex, and quadratic equations are on the GED in math, Um, For those of you who are unfamiliar, you may need to Google and refresh yourself on what a quadratic equation is. I don't think I could have done one of those when they were teaching them to me. (laughs) So the level of mathematics is also a range from basic addition and subtraction, multiplication and division, all the way up to quadratic equations and geometric proofs and all those things that a lot of us would like to have forgotten or have forgotten, in fact. Um, I've forgotten how to do those. That's (laughs) it. I've forgotten how to do those. Man, you guys really are doing God's work. Tell me about this celebration event that I'm going to help out with coming up on the 22nd. We're so glad that you're going to be able to join us on September 22nd. Our event, Celebration, is our signature fundraiser. We do it every year. Uh, The past several years, we've done it at the Fabulous Fox Theater, and this year we're going to do it at the King Plow Arts Center. Um, The event has grown, and so we need some additional space this year, and we're really excited about that. Celebration is um, our annual celebration of what we do. It's an opportunity for our supporters um, from individuals and corporations to come together, as well as new friends, um, board members, volunteers, to come together and celebrate literacy action. So there's good food, there's good drink. It's an opportunity to meet our students. And historically, we have always had some interesting spelling games. And so we have a competitive speed scrabble, which is the ultimate team building activity. We have a lot of consultancy firms and law firms that love to compete against one another. But even you and your friends could get a table and come and you will realize very quickly how fun it is to compete with others um, in a Scrabble tournament, especially when you've had your second glass of wine in your hand. (laughs) Uh, If somebody's interested in participating in the event, maybe wants to get a table, bring some friends, uh, where do we point them? Spellabration.org is a website we have set up specifically for the event, and there you can get more information on what's going to go on at the event, how to get a ticket and table, and also links to Literacy Action. If you can't make it but you'd love to make a direct donation, we'd happily accept that as well. I bet you would. And I also wanted to ask you, Austin, with all of the work, all of the classes, an instructor in every class, in addition to the volunteer classroom assistant, do you have enough volunteers, people helping, or can people get involved with you that way as well? Last year, we had 154 volunteers that helped in instruction at Literacy Action, in addition to our 29 staff members. So we are really dependent upon folks to raise their hand and say that they want to volunteer. Our website, literacyaction.org, has a direct link to all the volunteer resources for getting oriented. Uh, You come and sign up for one of our volunteer orientations, which is three times a year. It's a four-hour session where you learn about Literacy Action 
And based on what your preferences are, whether it's native English speakers or non-native English speakers, whether it's health literacy, financial literacy, or reading or math, um, maybe you're a retired engineer and you're really passionate about mathematics, whatever it is, you can come to our orientation and, and learn about what your passion is and what our need is. And if we can match those two things up, that would be really great. We're always in need of folks in our learning lab. We're always in need of classroom assistance in class. Also, there's opportunities to tutor a student one-on-one. Volunteers have told me that some of the most memorable experiences of their lives have been when they have been matched to an adult learner to help them build those reading skills over time. So we would love for folks to go on our website and sign up for the next volunteer orientation. It's a great way to give back. Um, last year, our volunteers gave over 10,000 hours of service. Um, on average, our volunteers give about five hours a week. So volunteering at Literacy Action is not for the faint of heart, but it's something that there are certain people out there that have a real passion for our work, uh, and they just want to give as much as possible. So we'd love to hear from folks. So basic credentials involve having some time to give and having some passion for the work. What else are you asking of your volunteers? We ask of those two things. If you have time and passion, we'll find a place for you. Even if it's not in the classroom, we are always looking for opportunities, uh, whether at events or around the office for volunteers as well. So you don't. a lot of people have a preconceived notion that they need to know another language like Spanish to help folks learn English, and that's just not true. Also, people who are scared of quadratic equations feel like they may not be able to help someone with math. But what people find is that we don't require that you know quadratic equations, but what we do require is that you have an open heart um, and that you're compassionate towards our students because the number number one thing that they need is support. When they come to Literacy Action, they have taken the first step in being so brave to acknowledge that they need help that they need someone to help them move forward in life uh, through academics. And so we want to honor that bravery by being there and being supportive. And so the volunteer role is as much about helping someone along as much as encouraging and supporting. So if you can encourage and support, then you need to sign up. And tell us one more time where those would-be volunteers can sign up to help. Literacyaction.org, and there is a direct link on our homepage to volunteerism. Austin Dixon, Executive Director of Literacy Action, thank you for being here, and thank you for the work that your team is doing. Thanks, Condice. It was a pleasure. Now, I didn't want to go away this week without letting all of you know about a great event that's coming up in Buckhead next weekend. Forget New York Fashion Week. We have our own version of New York Fashion Week coming up. The Shops Buckhead Atlanta brings us style south. I don't want to say any more. We have the marketing manager, Annalise Reed, here to tell us all about it. What's going on? Oh, good morning. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming in. Of course. Absolutely. We are so looking forward to Style South at the Shops Buckhead Atlanta. It's basically, as you mentioned, our take on Fashion Week. So it's an exciting two-day event series, including retail collections shown on the runway, runway shows, beverages, light bites, entertainment, and in-store shopping parties and activations all throughout the property. What do you mean by activations? Activations, something really fun and exciting. For example, Canali will be doing a bourbon tasting inside of their store and it's open to the public you know Brunello Cuccinelli will be having Dolce come in and have canapes there for them and additional cocktail pairings little activations just outside of your normal here's a glass of champagne 
really exciting things going on and different that you can walk in and out, enjoy the atmosphere in terms of that, and live music throughout the property as well. So now, is there any cost to attend? Absolutely not. Free admission. Oh, that's Clark Howard's favorite phrase. Oh, absolutely. And also, the runway presentations are going to be complimentary as well, so free admission to the public. So... Any hints on some of the designers who will be presenting? Absolutely. So it's broken down into two nights and afternoons. Friday the 16th from 4 to 7 will be Style South Contemporary Collections, meaning we'll have brands such as Joie, Planet Blue, Kitten Ace, and they'll be offering a sneak peek of their fall runway. And they'll also have these in-store parties that will occur simultaneously in addition to Billy Reed and Theory hosting parties throughout the afternoon. And then Saturday? And then Saturday is what we're calling Style South the Finale, a professional sport and style collaboration. And this is actually really exciting because we're inviting Atlantans to join us and Atlanta's favorite sports figures as they host shopping parties, again, in-store activations at a different list of retailers. And you've got some pretty big names on your list, we I see. We absolutely do. We have Warwick Dunn, the NFL legend and minority owner of the Falcons. We also have Jamie Dukes, Terrence Mathis, and Brian Jordan, former Braves and Falcons great. They're going to be hosting these shopping parties at Lake Copan, Etro, Canali, and all of the sales that are taking place during these hours, so from 4 to 7, 10% of these sales will be going to the athlete's charity of choice. You know how Atlanta is just notorious for its its traffic challenges and there's nothing better than, you know, beyond traffic, finding a place to park. What's the parking situation like at the Shops Buckhead Atlanta? Couldn't be easier for parking, in my opinion. We have for three-hour complimentary self-parking at the Shops, and we have three parking decks with ample room. And, you know, I say if it's complimentary, of course I'm parking there. <laughs> so I'm coming up for Style South. Uh, same thing, three hours or anything better? We're actually extending that offer because Style South is such a signature event, and we're so excited to have everybody on property celebrating this fashion event in the South. It'll be six hours complimentary self-parking for everybody attending. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks again, Annalise Reed, Marketing Manager for the Shops Bucket Atlanta. Got to be sure to check it out. <laughs> Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.